Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. You can turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, The Missing Person, part 2. So how do we get the Holy Spirit? What, what is, what, you know, he says this for everybody, but How? Luke chapter 11. Turn there with me. Luke chapter 11. And I do want to caution you because, you know, I just gave you my experience. That doesn't mean your experience is going to be the same as mine. We have to be careful about subjective experiences. That was, you know, it's very real to me. But don't believe it because of my tale of wonder or (laughs) fanciful excitement. We, we got to believe it because it's what the Word of God says. We always bring it back, not to our experiences, not to crazy stories that evangelists tell, but because of what the Word of God says. And so what does the Word of God say? Luke chapter 11, verse 9. Jesus says to his disciples, So I say to you, and it will, or, or, so, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from a father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's what God requires for you to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit is to ask by faith. And he promises he will give it to you. But it's going to be in his timing. If my son comes down and says, Dad, can I have a piece of bread? I say, no, go back to bed. (laughs) You can have one for breakfast in the morning. It's not his timing, it's my timing, right? I'm not going to give him a scorpion or a a stone. But I might not give him bread right now because it's not the right timing. But we can guarantee that if we ask for the Holy Spirit that he will give it to us in his timing. And, and who knows what that timing is. You know, and, and usually, I would say you just ask by faith and believe. You know, just, just like you did when you got saved. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Ask him to pour his spirit on you and believe that you've received it. And he may, you may, right then. You may later. Maybe nothing will happen. Maybe something crazy will happen. But in his timing, it's going to happen. You know, position your heart for that to be ready for the filling of the Holy Spirit. Complete surrender. This is what Jesus said in, in John chapter 7. You have to remember, this is the, the, the feast of, of, you can turn to John chapter 7 if you want, the feast of tabernacles where everybody's camping in tents outside in Jerusalem. They, they do it for a whole week. And every day during that feast, they would go down to the pool of Siloam, the, the pool means sent one, and they dip the bottle of, of water and the stone jar of water, and they take it up to the steps, the very top of the temple steps, and they pour it out. And, and the symbolism was, when we were in the wilderness, 
God gave us water from the rock. And so that's what that symbolized. The water running down was the water from the rock. But on the last day of the feast, they would go down to the pool of the sent one. They would pretend to dip, but they wouldn't. And they would bring up an empty jar of water. And then they would pretend to pour it out, but no water would come. And, and the reason that they did that was because for two reasons. One was because when they came into the promised land, the water ceased coming from the rock. But two, someday the Messiah will come and he will give us water once again. And this is the moment in that feast that Jesus stood up. It says, verse 37, on the last day, of the, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. You imagine this solemn moment. Everybody's silent, watching the water not come. He stands up. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. To receive the Spirit, we only need to come to Jesus and drink. Drink and receive what He has for us. And this brings me to my third point, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When we have a visitation of the Holy Spirit upon our life, now we've, we, the Spirit lives in us because we're saved, but then the Holy Spirit comes upon us, which happens sometime after salvation and happens multiple times after salvation. As we saw, Acts chapter 2, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And once again, in Acts chapter 13, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It's something we need a continual dose of. You know, we get dry, we get carnal, whatever, and we need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And so, the gifts of the Spirit are what are manifested from our life when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit or the Spirit has come upon us. Paul writing the Corinthians. Remember, this is a charismatic church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You can turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul writing in the Corinthians about the gifts of the Spirit. And you would think that he wouldn't have to say this to the Corinthians because they were super Pentecostal, hyper-Pentecostal church. Everybody's speaking in tongues. Everybody's prophesying. Everybody has teaching. Everybody has a word in this church. Paul writes to them to correct all of that. But he says this to them. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And this is probably a word for any Pentecostal church that they really need to hear. You may be ignorant of the gifts of the Spirit. They had every gift in their church, but the Corinthians were tremendously spiritually underdeveloped. Spiritually gifted, yes, but they had the wrong attitude and many misconceptions about the gifts of the Spirit that led to extreme abuse. First of all, they elevated certain gifts above other gifts. Oh, I'm more important because I have this gift and you don't have that gift, you know, type of attitude. Second, they thought that the gifts, and this is important, they thought that the gifts were a sign of spiritual maturity. They are not. Paul would say to the Corinthians two things that validate what I just said. They came short, no spiritual gift, 1 Corinthians 1.7. Legitimately, they had every gift in operation. He never, he never naysayed their gifts. They had every single gift in operation within their fellowship, which is amazing. But a few short chapters later, he would say, and brethren, 1 Corinthians 3.1, and brethren, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal, as babes in Christ. This is what he said to a hyper-Pentecostal church, that all the gifts of the Spirit in operation... You guys are carnal. You're babies. Bunch of crybabies. No, sorry. 
spiritually gifted, spiritually underdeveloped, a lot of gifts, but not much fruit. And that is the key. Remember what he said to the people who prophesied in his name and cast out demons in his name? I never knew you. Fruit is when you know Jesus. And so this was a problem. Their relationship with Jesus was not strong and it needed to be strengthened. And that's what his whole point in this 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 14 to the end. He, that's what he's talking about. And we're going to cover all that in, on Thursday nights if you're interested in coming out for that. We're going to talk about all the gifts and different things that you probably didn't think were gifts. And, and so this is what he says, verse 4, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Notice, this is amazing. Just these, first three, these first three verses, 4 through 6, are amazing. Notice this. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, right? Holy Spirit. Notice what he does the next one. There are diversities of ministry, but the same Lord. Lord Jesus, right? There are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. Whenever we just have God, we think of the Father, right? And so you have the Trinity there. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit giving gifts, ministries, and activities. What is that? What's the difference? Well, a gift of the Spirit, and these are all gifts of the Spirit, but what we would consider a, what do they call them? This word for gift, charisma, spirituals. That's what he, actually, that's what he calls them, spirituals. In this, that's what the, the Greek word is, means spirituals. The gifts are things like speaking in tongues, prophesying, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, hospitality, a gift that's given to you supernaturally from God. This isn't your temperament or your, you know, you take those spiritual gift tests, you know, they, and they tell you what your preferences are. It's real, that's a really preferences. Spiritual gifts are something that's not necessarily a preference of yours, and all of a sudden it's given, you given supernatural power to do something that is not something you would normally do, like the gift of tongues or a prophecy. And so gifts are those, but then there's ministries such as apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Those are ministries. And separate from those are activities. What's an activity? Well, I would suggest, and I'm not 100% sure if this is what he's speaking of, but it's interesting, in the Old Testament you see they were filled with the Spirit with all manner of woodworking and fine tapestry design. And so, you know, basically to do something outside of your ability or given a gift to be able to do something that's supernatural. You know, when they built the tabernacle, the people who weaved those tapestries and carved those items did them by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so too, God can give people activities like that today, too. So when it comes to spiritual gifts in the church, it's very diverse. Many different manifestations of the gifting of the Holy Spirit, everything from hospitality to prophecy to woodworking or administration. And we don't have time. We're not going to go into detail on any of these today. We're going to continue that as we continue our study on Thursday nights. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.